Hey, that's not the way the video's supposed to look. There we go. That's better. Thought I had it all. And there's the echo. There's no that echo. Was that was shut, probably me. Shut up, Dev. No, there's no echo. Um, hold on, but I do have it to. It was an echo. I do have to unmute uh, Ed because Ed was. Uh, there was sounds and stuff. Where's Ed? There's Ed. All right, now we're good. Welcome to the show, everybody. I guess I've been gone for a minute. Yeah, and everything went so smoothly the last couple of weeks. We had so many compliments of how much, how okay. smoothly these shows were going. Okay, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to say I highly doubt it, but if Brandon was running it, I, I know it was smooth. If Deb was running it, then I know we had problems. I did not know if I was going to get a compliment or if it was going to be one of those backhanded ones that kind of turn around on you. Happy spooky month, everybody. Also known as Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Are you aware? Are you aware of cybersecurity? Are you aware the security exists? No. No. Judging by all the breaches? No, no I'm not aware at all. <laughs> what did we have so far? Uh, okra? I mean, or Okta? Um, uh no, uh, it's okra. okra. Is it okra now? Yeah. Yeah, it's okra. yeah that's, all, that's all the side Delicious. Um, who, who oh, else in that soup. Who, who else has you been know. pop lately? Uh, one Password, I think. Yeah, One Password was pop. The oh, one that everybody to flocked to. This, oh, Last Pass is over. They're pop, blah, blah, blah. We're all going to One Password. And now look what happened. Yeah, but I don't think One Password actually leaked as much data. I thought it was only... Um, they just had a breach, I think. I don't think it was a yeah. data yeah. loss. And then no what was that. the, there was the big signal scare, right? Where everyone panicked. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I yeah. may or may not have also gotten intel that I passed to private groups that then turned, <laughs> that then turned out. Was that not a thing? Did that not turn out to be a thing? They, they could not substantiate it. They could not substantiate it. I guess as that was my understanding of it. Uh, but around that time, I did get like a random signal from somebody and it popped up and it was like, accept this message. And I was like, nope, <laughs> not a fucking chance right now. That's what I always do whenever uh, Jake sends me a message, even on Teams. <laughs> Plays a lot. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Bill is in the chat. Oh, shit. Hey, Bill, the support system was breached because of Okra. Uh, <laughs> it's okra from now on. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Okra, Oprah, you know, same thing. Uh, we are back on the happy hour. Uh, welcome back, friends, family, and uh, other miscellaneous enemies that may be watching later. Uh, I am Danny. I'm joined by Dev, Jake, and Brandon, as well, most as always. Uh, for anybody listening on the Spotify, I look awesome today. Uh, you can't see me. You're listening as a, in your car or doing whatever criminality you normally do. Uh, but I do look very spooky. I look amazing. And uh, my son, for my a day you give gifts for, um, got me this. This is uncanny. Okay, I, and I feel bad for people on Spotify because this, this is more proof that there is a simulation and I think my admins are winding down for the day. And I think they're just get, like sending me messages now. Because if you look at this hat, I have a top hat. I, I got this at, while I was Hacking Fest, not this past year, but the year before agonized over it and i think i not for nothing look pretty dope in it um but this see these two things these two little skulls and the three on, now look at this guy this guy's got it what is that it's the same damn hat. that's disgusting it's the same everything maybe i should sue Whoa. for copyright infringement because like it doesn't have a like a beard wait though. 
You're yeah, suing yeah. for copyright infringement because they put the same hat that you got from someplace else on a skull? Yeah, well, Makes it's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> what copyright are they infringing on? Oh, I'm just curious. Dev. You know what? I really missed when I didn't have to talk to Dev. Uh, but <laughs> I can ignore Dev at, at my will because we have a guest. It's Miro, right? Or is it Miro? Miro, I guess, is technically how you... It's Italian, so... Say it. I don't know how... how Miro. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Like, how do you I'm know? It's your, it's your name. It's like Mi- Miro or Miro. something like that. I don't know. Miro. But, you know, I grew up, everyone called Miro. me Miro, Miro, Miro. I, I just don't care anymore. How about Mario? Did he call you Mario? Hey, no, that, I'm, Mario. Not, I'm not cool enough for that. Hey, that's racist. And I don't like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually didn't even need... make the connection. I, I completely glossed over the fact he said Italian literally 30 seconds ago. And then Dev starts making Mario references. That's not cool. We shouldn't do that. That was that was a deep joke. That, yeah, was, that was that was a deep cut. That was a very deep cut. Uh, I respect well, that. I respect it. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, my chair's all my kid sits in this chair, and everything's screwed up. Nope, that didn't do it. Matt. Ed, are you joining us from uh, Saintcon? Is that where you're at right now? Yeah. No, that's I'm not how you asked that question, Brandon. You're like, you should go. Hey, Ed, where are you coming? Is this your is this Perfect. your house? You you just you're ruining the whole thing. It's, it's 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 mostly over. Like this is the last day here. Uh, I'm down on the first floor. Everybody's upstairs right now for closing ceremonies. So I stole one of the vendor booths that's no longer occupied and just hanging out. Um, you had to own that vendor booth instead what, what, of the the closing ceremony. Yeah. What do you mean they're in closing it. ceremonies? What is like? Is somebody running around in a T-Rex outfit? That'd be crazy. Um, Grifter was doing that a little while ago. No, I know. <laughs> I, 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 may, I may have told a few people about what I'm doing down here, so hopefully, you know, we all have ADD, so we'll see if they remember, but uh, hopefully we have some, <laughs> some cameo fine. guests that may pop in here. Uh, yeah, uh, St. Saint, con has been awesome. I spoke yesterday. On what? What'd you talk about? First of all, where is St. Con? Where, where, where do you go for that? Okay, St. Con is in Provo, Utah, which is a suburb of Salt Lake City. Sure. So it's very cool. It's uh, very mountainy here. Um, yeah, it's actually a really awesome con. You know, I I went I was at uh, Wild West Sacrifice with you guys last week, and that, that's a, that's a beautiful experience as well. But the what they're doing here in this area is all the the, the hacking community, the cyber community here, the DefCon groups. They're they're huge. They're super active. This conference was actually pretty awesome. So it's been what I've been trying to get to for years. Like I think I first heard about it initially. Like when I first met Grifter, like back in Def DC 24 or 25 or whatever. And I've always been really yeah. curious about it. It's just not an area of the country I've ever been in. What, yeah. what, what did you like most about it? For somebody who's thought about it or maybe never even heard about it, what did you like most about St. Kong? They, they had this like uh, event that happened in the evenings called Hack in the Box. It's actually run by Dark Matter and uh, one other person I can't remember right now. I'm really sorry, but uh, it's in the uh, hotel across the street, and it's just like a pop-up hacker space. And you know, we were just hanging out, and my wife was soldering mini badges. I don't know if you guys know about. Have you ever heard of mini badges? That's like this thing that they do here. I'm gonna see if I can find one to show you. Um, it's this like it's this it's like a, it's like an SAO, but it's this like super small form factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, if, I, if, I show, if I show you my badge, For you the, can see uh, that they they design the badges oh, to have oh. these. And the, there are people that have like 
they're very collectible and there's a whole area set up where there's like hundreds of them. And I think other conferences need to adopt the standard because so for cool. For, 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 so for each one of those mini the... bet. Hold on. Do each one of those mini... Shut up, Danny. Do each one of those mini badge give you like an extra feature in the badge or something like okay. a game or before yes. we go further, let me describe this to people listening on the podcast. Cause I know people do. I've gotten complaints already. The badge looks like uh, like an old like nineteen eighties nineties uh, like uh, uh, like a handheld game, you know, like the football or whatever it used to have. And on the bottom row, there are room for a series of four SAOs or to uninitiated shitty add-ons, um, where you can then collect all of them and then they line up. Now we may continue. Go ahead, Dev. Yes. So Dev, your question. I, I heard your question already. Okay. Yeah, so there there is a game that that that's going on. I haven't really been active on it, but it's really fun. And some of these uh, add-ons here do provide like like some of them are gear that your character uses like to upgrade their abilities in the game. So it's it's genius. Like these these guys that, that are doing cool. they're doing great stuff out here actually. So it's really cool. There's like a vending machine that's part of one of the quests and you you get a code in the game. You go to the vending machine, it gives you the uh, the mini badge, you solder it up, you stick it in and it upgrades your character. It's really cool. Damn. That is really nice. I, w I wish yeah. Defcon did stuff like that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um but anyway, let's get to we've been talking to Ed. We don't even know the, who the hell he is yet. Ed, who are you? What do you do? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I, Thank I, you. I've I'm a really in... good host. <laughs> I've been in this field for for like about 20 years. I started in IT and computer networking, like a lot of us did. I went to one of those tech schools back in the early 2000s that were super popular and my first job was doing dial-up tech support for Earthlink, which I'm sure nobody even knows what dial-up or Earthlink is anymore. But I've just been around a while, got into cybersecurity about you know, 2015 or so. I uh, was part of a DC group in Northern California called DC530. Started speaking and getting more into the community. And you know, over the years, I've, I met Danny when he did uh, his Bucks for Belize during the the pandemic which i mean that's when i met a lot of people that i'm still friends with to this day and i uh i do a lot of training um i speak a lot about social engineering uh, i'm a community college instructor teach all the CompTIA classes uh i run a defcon contest called octopus game my wife and i have run that for the past couple of years so yeah i love the community what is octopus and, game <laughs> okay so the first year we did it, it was a complete ripoff of Squid Game, which is the popular TV show that you're all sure familiar with. So uh, we stole the idea. We called it Octopus Game, and we had a battle royale where we paired up contestants with each other, and they had to meet up and duel using kids' games like Squid Game. And that was it. It was the simplest game. Uh, we did it again last year. Uh, we changed it up and... Uh, I don't know why I changed up. I had so much success the first year and the second year I decided to make it crazy and have crypto challenges and all these like Ooh. quests and stuff. Um, uh, hopefully we can come back for year three and my wife's going to take over because she's the project manager in the family. So that makes sense. And I'm trying to become a contest and events goon next year. So hopefully if you, if you need any volunteers, let me know. I definitely oh. like to. Out. Actually, we will. We're we're gonna we're gonna go to a different format next year where we have 
uh, different quests that we send people on and we're going to have a table and it's going to be really cool. Well, just a fun, random, you know, keeping DEF CON weird sort of game. Yeah, there's been complaints that it's not weird enough anymore. And those same people said those complaints to me as I walked by a blow-up T-Rex, uh, a, a blow-up Velociraptor, and some other, like, big blow-up uh, doll all wrestling each other outside the line going into a game called Hacker Jeopardy run by a clown prince. Yeah, DEF CON's not weird enough. That's fine. <laughs> totally yeah, and like. And, and and my favorite part is that guy on Reddit who posted about that one goon in particular with the fucking rubber chicken being an asshole. an asshole. What a dick. That was a real well, yeah. have you met that goon? He is an asshole. I look, I look forward to my musk my muscly beefy hug every year. They're getting better, honestly. Like that's yeah. Um but, uh, uh, yeah, so why, uh, who, I, I, it's funny because we were talking in, in the chat today and I was like, oh, Ed's on. And I literally said, who the hell invited Ed? Because I didn't remember doing it. Like, it was on the Calendly. And I know you, guy? we've been friends for I, years. But my yeah. friend literally said, who the hell invited him? Actually, I'm looking at the post right now. It says, why did someone invite Ed? I did not say, not say why. <laughs> All right, I gotta go, guys. Thanks. This was fun. I'll see you later. Well, Ed also has the distinction of being hands down, uh, yes. like unequivocally, not even close. Nobody has ever <laughs> done as badly on whose side is it anyway as Ed. <laughs> I'm Ed, very proud of that, actually. Ed, <laughs> I like, we've had some real bad, like, but the bad ones also make it fun, right? But like, Yours was just awkward. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so I, I, I competed as a contestant two years. Uh, and the first year, I was like, I'm going to be sober. I was like super cocky. I'm a trainer. I'm a speaker. I'm like, this is my, this is my world. I'm going to This is what I do for a living, how I make my money. Boom. It was the worst. And, that, it, then and the, it wasn't that during safe mode? Wasn't that it was your first one? Yes. Yeah, that didn't help either. Yes. Uh, the second time I did it was the next year, which we were, we were in person, but we also did it remotely, I think. Uh, I was uh, not there, so you had to have right. done it uh, remotely because um, they didn't have a, a kid's vaccine yet, so I didn't go. But uh, And that was That's no the, better. I got drunk that year because I thought maybe it would enhance my performance, but it, somehow it was, I was worse. Spoiler alert, it did not worked. enhance Ed's performance. <laughs> No, no, no. It did enhance the lore around the contest, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, I'm here for it. So, so how, how did you get into this bit? Like, how, like, because going from just getting into something to then being an author and a trainer and all of these different things, like, how did you first get into it, and how did you know that's where you wanted to go? Yeah, it was. Uh... I, my first talk I ever did was in 2017 at this local con we used to do called NorCon up in near Sacramento. I actually met Evil Mofo there the first year I did that. And I'm sorry, Evil who? Evil Mofo. Okay. He's, right. very, he's very pleasant and polite to deal with. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I did a talk about vehicle-based surveillance. I uh, was really – I'm really into, like, law enforcement and uh, – I went to the local FBI office and I tried to interview them for my talk. They they didn't give me an interview. I uh, I rented a thermal imaging camera and I tried to see if I could spot people in vans. You know, just just a fun talk. And 
I eventually started getting into social engineering. Uh, a couple of years later, I did another talk that I also did at DEF CON 27 in the SE Village. And uh, one of the teachers who runs the cyber department here or back in Northern California came up to me after my talk and asked me if I ever thought about teaching, which I, I never did because I only have an associate's degree. And she said, well, it's CompTIA classes. It doesn't really matter. So... Yeah, I started teaching, did that for a couple of years, taught all those CompTIA classes, and uh, eventually decided I wanted to go after the money. So the past couple of years, I worked for a company called Arctic Wolf as a technical trainer, and got here to Utah for that. And a few weeks ago, I decided I wanted to move on from there, and now I'm freelance again. And I think that brings us up to me. And then I spoke yesterday here at uh, SaintCon. What's funny is that you were with you were doing the training for CompTIA, and you wanted to get into the money going from a company who does nothing but take money from people. <laughs> yeah. Example. Did you at least? I mean, get, like, did you at least yeah. get discounts on Litig? And do you have any CompTIA certs? I do have all of my CompTIA certs. I ha I, I only oh. I only had to get those. I mean, all the security ones. So oh. Security like, plus, test plus, DASP plus, and I only I never had any certs until I started teaching because I started working right after I went to school and, you know, you get experience and yeah, never, never got any certs until I started teaching just because I had to, but yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. Going from teaching to Arctic Wolf as a technical trainer, like 10 X to my income, which was great, but you oh, know, you I'm not, the certs I, alone didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Te teaching's awesome. And I, I want to get back to it, but it's, you don't get paid as much as you, you deserve. And that because they tell us it'll 10x our things. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Um, what do you think? I, I This is where, like, since you've had so much experience with this, what do you think about certs? Do you think they're necessary? Do you, like, what's your what's your yeah. take on them? Or that's are you a still good under question. some kind of NDA? No, that's a good question. You know, I, was, I went to lunch the other day with Nicole Beckwith, and she oh. was one of the, key, the keynotes here. And uh, so one of the some of my former coworkers were there with us, and they asked the same question because they didn't want to upgrade their careers and go further in cyber, and you know that's one of the the paths that people take. And you know, certifications aren't really a great way to validate someone's skill set, and we all we all know this, right? There there are cyber boot camps where you can go cram your head for two days and then take the cert the next day and just brain dump and get through it and it's it's there it's it's not a great way to do it it's it's a barrier to entry and as a teacher i'm really about like accessibility and getting more people into our fields and you know if you make it to where you have to spend 500 bucks to take a certification that's gonna hold a lot of people back from taking that next step and i don't know it's tough but i don't have a solution for how we validate people's skill sets other than just being more human and having technical recruiters and hiring managers that really know what they're doing and being able to, you know, meet with people on an individual basis and assess them. I don't know. I don't know if there's a good solution for this, but yeah, I'm not really a big certification person. I, I think it's a, a necessary evil for those who are, they don't have experience and they need something to put on their resume to get into the field. But I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think. I mean, I, I just, I was gonna say I, I just talked to Maticus in the uh, in chat here, and like I think there's a difference too between like the practical certifications and the you know just the book learning because like I got my CSSP, 
because I'm just good at taking tests. You know what I mean? Like, and I knew going into it, like a third of those questions are not counted anyway. So like you can game the test a little bit. Um, so I don't know. Like I can I see both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like so him at, for myself because I, I just like to learn. And like at the end of the learning, if you can go like, Hey, I checked that box. I learned it and cool. And never, never with the two day, you know, boot camp thing. And then, take the test like that to me always feels yucky yeah i think there's uh, different types like like the oscp you have to actually go through and do an actual evaluation like hack into boxes and stuff like that those are nice but again those also can kind of be uh fake to some degree what i would say is like you you have certs that shows that you can kind of you know some gist of what you're talking about but then like i like hack the box or like uh vone hub or one of those ser services where you can actually send someone, here's an exploit machine. Try and hack into this. You have 48 hours. You know? And then that way you can kind of test and gauge people on what they actually can do. And you, you tell them, we don't expect you to get through the box. We don't expect you to become rude. We just want to see how far you can go and where your mental step, steps are. Because when I was hiring people, I don't always hire people based on the skills they have. I hire them based on their personality traits and what they can offer. Like, if they show me they're hungry, they're engaged, they want to learn, then, you know, that's what I do. And, I, I yeah. tell my students that, and I, I hear what you're saying from so many people who hire that, you know, certifications are great, but I really want to see if you're passionate about cybersecurity. Um, you know, a lot of people are getting into this field for the money, and if they're not really into it, it's pretty obvious, and those people burn out really fast. So, yeah, like, I tell my students, like, Create content, write a blog, uh, start a YouTube channel. There's, there's, there's always room for more entry level or fundamental knowledge in this field. Like, there's always new people that will like your content. Uh, do CTFs. Um, yeah. yeah, like when I when I'm a teacher and I have a class, I assign labs on the Try Hack Me platform because yeah, you can put that on your resume. You know, instead of a midterm, I do the National Cyber League, and you get a scouting report. You can put that on your resume. So, uh, I know that the there is a problem with certifications and I always try to steer my students toward like joining the community, creating content, putting something out there, doing CTFs, like, you know, doing, doing try hack me, just, just trying to do anything to show that you're passionate, that you, you love what you do. And I'm glad to hear that there's people who echo those sentiments out there. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of colleges though, to be honest. Um, it's fair. Because I, I think one, they're overpriced for yeah. most people, and they and people can't afford it. Sure. As well oh, as I feel four years. Salary here, Actually, I think uh, <laughs> isn't a bachelor's degree now not even four years; it's five years. So like, uh, it depends on the program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a bachelor's degree being five. When did that happen? Computer science I mean, for RIT is five years now. What a racket that is! It uh, depends Engineering on the program. Through, through UC is all five years, but they also like you go a semester uh internship and then a semester class and then a semester internship so that makes it five years but so but yeah. usually for the bachelor's the four years include internships too so yeah. here's what here's what i think so i actually think and I, we were talking about this i i, I was oh, uh, i was the i was the moderator for a for for a sans uh webcast yesterday around mental health and we were talking about burnout and things like that and i had also tweeted something out saying like your job doesn't have to be your passion. I actually think people who, who initially make their job their or their passion their job, they actually burn out quicker. The people okay. who aren't passionate about this work, 
They don't have to care. It's okay to just want a paycheck. But I think if you also, tie, and I've said this a hundred hundred thousand times, but it, it doesn't make any less true, of that if, you know, hackers came first, the business came second. So when you rely on making your family's living off of what you're passionate about, and now your 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 personal worth is also tied up in your financial worth, and that shit can then collide with each other, I think it's very dangerous. And I think it's just a danger we all have to live with because this is what we do. So I don't think that you have to be passionate to do this job. As a matter of fact, I think you're probably safer if you're not passionate about it. Because you can just be like, oh, you don't like what I did? All right, cool. I'm, I'm going to go do my other woodworking passion or whatever. I think you're actually safer that way. I mean, I think that's a valid point that you can you can take anything too far. And, you know, I just worry I just worry about people who don't realize kind of the pace at which our industry moves forward and the amount of learning that goes into it. You know, when someone comes in and they don't like doing CTFs, which is fine. Not everyone likes doing CTFs or they don't want to go to conferences, which is fine. I mean, I mean, it's it's all good. I, I get that. I don't know. I just. I just hope that they like what they're doing at least. I, I, I really am the kind of person that if, if I'm happy with what I'm doing, if I feel fulfilled and I, I think ahead to my future self who's going to look back from their deathbed and you know decide what they regretted doing or not doing, I, I hope people are making decisions that align with that. And yeah, for sure. I mean, anyone could take it too far. I mean, I think the people who take it too far are the ones who identify themselves as their job. Right. So right. your job is who you are. And it's like, I, I mean, to be honest, when I first started programming and doing stuff, I definitely used my job as my identity for the longest time and saw myself as that. And then I realized, no, there's so much more to me than this, that crappy job. Um, you know, so I think that's where a lot of the struggles come and where people really get burnt out is where their expectation of where they want to be and what things are supposed to be and how things are supposed to be is versus reality of business you know so that was a good that was a good textbook definition reality of business very, <laughs> very well put i mean, that you, is a good point I, mean that I i sh if i challenge you about something professional you should be able to like think about that and come come back without feeling like i attacked you personally no i'm gonna or, want to fight like said, no i'm gonna fight i'm gonna fight <laughs> any little challenge to anything i'm, I'm, yeah. just, I'm gonna want to fight about it uh, in a meeting with Danny, with if someone is not crying at the end, Danny don't feel satisfied. Oh, zero sum <laughs> game. For me to win, you have to lose. <laughs> Many cannot get to conferences, Bill says, because cash and local day job restrictions. That's true. He also yep. said, I got my CISP, uh, the whole CISP conversation, because, you know, CPEs and all this shit. 100 hours of reading is all it took. I gave it up last year to me shenanigans with the CPEs. E acquisition, but that's another conversation which we're very oh. welcome to have. We have new friends. Holy shit! Happy birthday, oh. Kintaro! Happy, happy birthday! birthday to you you. Right I, I, I don't know if you guys knew it is. Oh, is that Freck he, too? No, that's Iceman. Oh, I okay. Well, <laughs> he looks like Freck from Iceman. Burrow. He's famous. He's, He's famous. famous. He's famous. <laughs> oh, I love Kintaro. That he was the he best. Loves you. That's like I think that's the best cameo that could have been made right now. But everybody go, everybody go on all social medias and, and go wish uh, Katara a happy birthday. Um, Matt had said something earlier uh, that I wanted to touch. Oh, I guess it wasn't important. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave him alone. Matt, I love you. Reach out. 
No, I love that Matt. I love that Matt and Bill and everybody. I'm surprised Bill is actually here. I even talked to Bill earlier today. Uh, Two Bills. Yeah. Uh, I've, I don't know. What do you guys want? Jake, you were going to say something earlier, and then Dev cut you off like a schmuck. No, no I, I don't. I. <laughs> I can tell you guys about my talk that I did yesterday if you want to hear yeah, about tell it. Us hear about that. Your yeah, talk. Let's, let's kill some time with that. No, yeah, I yeah, noticed, yeah. though, you already <laughs> put your you. slides up. I was looking at some of them earlier. Mm-hmm. I saw that you already have your slides available and stuff like that. So what, uh, what, 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 kind of talk, uh, what kind of talk actually got into SyncCon? Okay, so it's called How to Social Engineer the Ultimate Adversary Yourself. So I'm... Lately, I've been kind of getting weird with it when it comes to social engineering. I you like weird? To, no. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm into psychology. I'm into how influence works. Like, when I, when I got into social engineering, I really, really dove deep into, like, I'm looking at, like, Robert Cialdini, right? Influence, all these different principles of psychology that go into how, how we can, like, how we can manipulate or influence other people. And I kind of started connecting some dots and I'm into psychology and there's this idea that if I give you a placebo and you know, it's a placebo, but you take it, you can still have an effect like that. That blows my mind. Yes. Like the brain is insane. Right. Like, and there's this like, there's this whole idea of like meta social engineering where like I tell people I'm going to social engineer you. They're aware of that's what's happening, but it still works. Like uh, I'll give you an example. Last week I was at Wild West Hacking Fest with Danny and a couple of you guys here. Um, he, he wasn't with me. He was by himself. I don't hold any responsibility for being anywhere. <laughs> wasn't with him, but I left my wallet in my room. So I didn't have my key. I didn't have my ID. I walk up to the front desk lady. I'm like, hey, I left my wallet in my room. I don't have my key. I don't have my wallet. It. and she's like oh no well how, how how are we supposed to figure out this situation so i said i have my phone here i guess you could text him i'm sure i couldn't have possibly stolen his phone also and she laughed and she's like oh yeah 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 what are you some kind of hacker or something and it's like oh no you know Google me, you plebeian. yeah don't you know who i am uh, anyways and she's like, okay, well, what's your name? And I was like, uh, Ed Miro, but you know, there's no way I could have known his name either. Right. And she's like laughing and she's like, you're not supposed to tell me that stuff. And I'm like, I'm literally telling her to her face. This is not something you're supposed to do. I would have had the cops call somebody... you five minutes ago. <laughs> she, I, I'm laughing. She's laughing. The, the FBI guy's laughing and she's just handing me the key. Right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, if I had said my name is, you know, Danny Akaki, I could have been standing in your room. It's not right? how it's pronounced, but fine. I mean, <laughs> I don't know anything. Dude, you don't so, know how to pronounce your no- home name either, Danny. Okay. Miro. <laughs> Miro. Yeah. So the talk is, is about, you know, I, I cover the basics of social engineering. I, I cover the principles of influence. Like I give everyone to, a, a deep dive and, you know, especially for those who are new, I like to, I like to write talks that uh, appeal to general audiences as well. I'm a teacher, so I want to help people learn more, but I, I end the talk with exploring ways to use social engineering principles to influence yourself and specifically for personal and professional development. I'm I'm trying to lose weight and get healthy and uh yeah my consciousness knows that I need to do this but I'm I'm working against uh this like distinct part of my brain right that circumvents those like controls that I'm putting in place so 
Um, yeah, just recognizing that that's a thing and trying to find ways that I can use social engineering to influence myself positively. And uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, the the TLDR of it. Oh yeah, I lie to so myself all the like, time. So it's like putting Diet Coke in a regular Coke can and drinking it and be like, oh, this is good. There's no way it could, that works. It could be. No it could be. It works. could be. Diet Coke is such trash. It, it could be like bad you know, metaphor, post- Dev. It actually is uh, something that people do. So yeah, I, yeah. Well, they're wrong. I don't know. I mean, that. like the the idea that standing in front of a mirror and and doing the Stuart Smalley thing from SNL. If anyone is old is listening, you'll get that reference. But you know, I, I, I'm I'm good enough. Uh, people like me. You know, mm-hmm. like the fact that, that sounds so asinine to me. Like I, I'm very skeptical, very science based, and the the idea that I can stand in front of a mirror and talk to myself and convince myself of something that I know isn't true. Um, yeah, but that, that actually does work. And sports psychology is a massive industry. It's a game changer for athletes. Uh, I read this book. Oh, I can't remember. It's a, it's a leadership book by this author named Jim Lower, L-O-E-H-R. He's like a high-performance coach for like executives and CEOs and, and, and high-level athletes. And he, he tells this story of this athlete. They're a decathlete, and they are great at 9 out of 10 of the events that a decathlete needs to be good at, except for the 100-meter dash. And they look at their diet, and they have special workouts, and they, they just do everything they can. And just for some reason, this 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 athlete has just a terrible time and hates the 100-meter dash. So the coach writes on a piece of paper, I love the 100-meter dash, and gives it to the athlete and says, every morning before you get out of bed, before you put your feet on the floor, I want you to repeat this to yourself 10 times. And the athlete just thinks this is ridiculous. The floor is made of lava. The floor is made of lava. But- <laughs> But the, it absolutely, you know, obviously it worked. And uh, yeah, so that just kind of blows my mind that. Is the book called uh, The Corporate Athlete? No, it's called like I'm not reading Leading with like Legacy this. or okay. something or Leading with char- Character. It, it comes with a journal. You know, I'm really into like that kind of like personal, professional development stuff, self-help, entrepreneurship, whatever. Because the book I'm looking at. I'm going to put the image up in a second. Uh, is not something I'm ever going to read. All Good Lord. Yeah, let me get up here. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, n- yes. not everything in this, those kind of books are, uh, are, are are good, but you can always uh, glean little nuggets there. And, yeah. So this was, this was just this interesting concept that I started to explore with myself. And, yeah, there's just little things that you can do to trick yourself and – a lot of people already social engineer themselves in a negative sense. You know, if you've ever dealt with anxiety or depression, you know that you can affect your physical and, you know, you know, whole world just by what you self-talk. It's, you know, super huge. For, for those of you offended by Danny's racism, please send all comments and questions to. <laughs> what did I say? I covered your picture with a white bald guy. <laughs> For all of those, you know what? Now that I say it out loud, yeah, it does sound a little racist. <laughs> okay, I want to join the effort to cancel Danny just to make Dear sure everyone Adrian, out there knows. I am sorry. I did not <laughs> mean to offend anybody, and I removed it as soon as I saw the error of my way. No, I also. <laughs> uh, it actually doesn't help that I also covered your face with like a, sh- a white cheated ghost earlier. <laughs> 
Yeah. Bro. And I'm only doing it to you. You know what? It's it tracks. It's it's definitely stacking up not in my favor at the moment. So I'm gonna start doing shit to, to Jake because he's much whiter. I was just saying um, it's usually me that gets it. So I appreciate yeah, it. Being I, this, it's been two weeks. I haven't even talked this to you. Uh, so, I can't believe I can't believe Trimark lets us do this every. every I don't think show. Sean watches it. I don't. I don't think no, anyone. Yeah, I was about to say I don't think a, I don't think HR watches this show. I don't no. think anybody knows we do it except us. I, I think they forgot it. I, I'm pretty sure people assume we tried it once a year ago and it never took off, so we just stopped. And this is like the 40th episode that we've had. Um, but no, so like I also I, I I was also talking about that the other day to somebody about. I used to be really bad with projecting, right? I used to, projecting is the f absolute worst because it's one, you can't do anything about, like you can plan, but you can't project about what's going to happen, right? This, the, you can no more project about the way a thing is gonna turn out than you can change the way a thing already turned out. And the only thing you have is like literally that moment where you're talking about it. And the only thing yeah. that moment can do is help influence the future. You can't project about it. So that's why action is important and things like that. Projection is a killer. Projection is the absolute worst as well as beating yourself up for stuff you can't possibly change. Well, like you, yeah. something you, you just said right now, like you don't have control over anything. It's this like stoic idea that you only have control over the way you respond to these external forces. And yeah, you have no control. You can't change the past because it's already happened. And, you know, so many of us just get into these like circular things you know uh spirals of thinking and we're reliving these situations and that's just not it's just not helpful because we can't control that we can control the way we respond to things that are happening to us now and yeah go forward from there yeah like i yeah, can't tell my kids dev, all the time yeah like i can't wish dev would shut up but i can certainly call some government agency and like maybe i could <laughs> maybe i could project upon the future that maybe somebody storms his house I'm already which been agent, on every which list. agency specifically? Because well, I want to know how racist you really are. <laughs> That's why I didn't name an industry there, Ed. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I was yeah. getting ready to say one, but I was like, let's just call it an agency. <laughs> I'm, I'm most likely on every watch list. You know, when you have the when you have the skin color of a terrorist, that's what happens. So, yeah. Hey, hey boy, why are you so, so tan? I'm like, hey, that was here racist we go right again. <laughs> hey, so um, I'm super psyched about what you had talked about with psychology and because that's so in college that was my minor and everybody thought that was super weird like a guy getting computer science degree with the minor in psychology and i thought yeah. it was weird too um until i realized that it it makes a lot of sense in the industry not even just from the social engineering perspective um but one of the pieces danny was talking about projecting and i thought he was going to go a little bit of a different way with it but um it's more me. of a situational awareness piece that I learned in an undergrad that it it honestly it's just changed the way that I see the entire world. And it's it's that fallacy where um, the difference between how you look inwardly and outwardly, where the example is you see someone at a party dancing on a table and you think, oh, my gosh, that guy's blitzed out of his mind or what a whore or whatever. Like you immediately we talked about this with HR already. Personally. I said I was sorry. Right. But it's like, Danny, it's you. It's it's something that's inside of you. It's your problem. You're and there's the no whore. situational, no situational awareness. Hey, we don't it, right? slut shame. You don't uh, you don't realize that that Danny had a ter like a terrible week and that, you yeah. know, he was just dumped by his, his best friend, Dev, and, you know, and all this other stuff. But but you don't do that the same way to yourself necessarily. So 
that's just a, a way that you always look at uh, people or a situation in a little bit of a different light, kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, well, you know, every once in a while. That ain't like, coping. That's the other issue. Everyone has different coping mechanisms, different ways to handle different stress or different, you know, factors in their lives that may look odd to someone else, but it's to them. It's just, this is just how they deal with it. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, I was dropping tips uh, to the FBI. <laughs> what, what were you saying? So what's something Brandon so, said wow, was, that was really good. It's like the way we look at our others versus ourselves. And, you know, in social engineering, I've learned to go to empathy a lot because, like you said, we don't know what people are going through. It could be someone's worst day ever that we're experiencing. And, you know, we have to we can't we can validate and 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 uh, accept other people even through their faults by recognizing that you know life's not perfect and even bad people uh, weren't born that way and 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 usually became that way because of things that were outside of their control and a way that i've kind of like applied this to myself which is really helpful you know, I'm trying to lose weight and I have a lot of shame when it comes to missing a workout or, or eating poorly, but I also can extend that empathy to myself and that part of myself that's, uh, you know, still imperfect and still like, you know, moving forward. And I, I reframe the way I think about a lot of things. Like I, I don't think of my, I don't think of, uh, restricting the certain things I eat as a punishment or something I'm withholding for myself. I think of it as a gift that I'm giving to my future self. And I'm, I'm treating myself as though I'm somebody that I'm responsible for taking care of, which is something we don't do as much, right? Like I take care of my dog, like they're like a princess and they get everything. And I, I take so, I take much better care of my dog than I do myself. And, I, and I'm trying to to change that. The future self is like, realizing that thing can help out in so many different ways it's like uh, i see a pile of laundry that needs to be done but uh, i want to do it right now but my future self would be really happy if that load of laundry was oh, done in four you know that's totally hours. what i've been doing lately too like i used to really rail against this and then four days later the place looks like a mess and now i'm even more stressed out and i'm like that other guy he didn't do that stuff and that's how <laughs> i've like really embraced like i love audiobooks and stuff like that so i'll just because I can then concentrate on the audio. It's like driving, right? Like driving, not that I check out, but it becomes like there's no, you studies. check out. I seen you drive, <laughs> but we kind of like, we go like you, like how you can drive for two hours and be like, how the hell did I get here so fast? It's what everybody does. It's a, it's a well-known phenomenon. But my thing is now I do, I, I concentrate on the audiobook and the other chores that I hate doing are now on autopilot, but I got to listen to my favorite book again. So cool. And that's how I keep everything clean and do this stuff. I hate, I hate even more knowing I sabotaged myself the next day when I see that sink full of dishes, when I see all that, like the laundry but, or whatever. But Danny, it, when, you, when you make mistakes and you, you fail yourself, you can't be mad at that person. You have to have empathy for that person. Because, no, he's you know, a dick. He's not a dick. He's, he's a human. And, you know, you got to give positive no, reinforcement. Schmuck, schmuck couldn't load a dishwasher. It's automatic. See, I, I guess I'm in the opposite track of all you guys. I just see, like, you know what? It is what it is. Let's move on. Like, I don't know. I don't stress about things like that too much. Well, aren't you uh, Mr. Perfect? La no. La it's called, it's called failing enough to know that those failures don't really matter. <laughs> okay, that I can buy, Dev. It's all fake. It's all forgery. It's like, buying a, <laughs> oh, okay. it's like buying a pearl necklace off some guy down in Midtown. Don't do it. I do have some I can sell you, Danny. Oh, really? How much? 
Only a thousand dollars. Oh, that's it. They're like all real pearls. Like you know, that's the surprise of you buying it. You find out when you get the box. Uh, so Ed, you're a freelancer now. I'm just gonna just roll right past what the, whatever Dev was saying. Um, I, I lost that thread the second I heard the tone of his voice. So you're a freelancer a now. Where where you go? Like what do you do? Like what's your what are you doing now? What are you doing as a freelancer? Like how do you like what do you do? How you make money? Yeah, how you make the, money? How are you gonna make a living, <sighs> son? <laughs> Damn it, um, past Ed. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, damn it, past Ed. He's he's very impulsive, and you know I just have to love him for that. Uh, you know that's a good question. I'm not sure. You now we moved out here to Utah uh, for this job, and as much as it's a beautiful state, I I don't fit in here, as you can imagine. Uh, so we're looking to go back. I mean, it's very religious, and you know it's 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 a whole other culture here. It's they're not bad people, but I definitely don't I don't mesh with sure. with the uh, locals so and that's that's fine um going back to california is part of the goal um you know going from teaching at the community college level to a big corporation was nice when it comes to the money i was making but you know there's this i don't know if you guys are familiar with the studies that show that past a certain amount of income per year the increased amount that you make doesn't uh, correlate to more happiness. I think it's, I think they raised the number to like 90 K because of cost of living. But, you know, if you make more than that, it's not going to equal more happiness. And I, uh, yeah, I was making great money, but I wasn't happy and fulfilled. And, you know, teaching is very rewarding and it gives me a lot of time to do stuff like I'm doing right now and focusing on the community and I do get paid for some of the stuff uh, I got, you know, I went to Wild West Hack and Fest and I taught a workshop there on social engineering and set up the lock picking area. Um, you know, I, I make some money here and there and I had a pretty good savings and we don't have kids and, you know, my wife works as well. So it, it's fine. Uh, I am kind of looking for a job, but it has to be full remote and, uh, you know, the goal would probably be to get back into teaching eventually. So. I, I am also going to be writing a book, and I really haven't talked about it too much. Sorry, there's just like crazy people running by and distracting me. But so I uh, at DefCon, I met with my good friend, good friend Phil Wiley. You guys should probably know who that is. Oh, we've had him on. Yeah, yeah. I saw him in the I saw him in the chat here. I was like, this is like all the cool kids here on one on Discord server. <laughs> but he asked me if I ever thought about writing a book, and I really haven't. And he said you should, and you know when, when someone like that gives you a push, it's foolish to not uh, see where it goes. So, I did talk to a couple of publishers. I won't call them out, but they loved the idea for the book, but they said I wasn't famous enough, which I guess they have to do their cost analysis, right? Not as a publisher, enough. so I guess not. Uh, but I it's know fine. some people. Listen, for, <laughs> off off air, you're gonna tell me who told you this because there are some awesome people in this industry right now putting out books that would be better uh, that 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 poor i feel worse for the tree being killed for that book to be published uh because that person was let to write a book that's insanity that's this is it's the Danny, same brandon is right here why can you say that it, well, he needs to hear these <laughs> tough lessons like he's got to hear this uh but like it's the same thing as people who book. don't as the people who don't like apply to jobs because they think they're not qualified enough you apply to the job anyway because yeah. Stranger shit has happened. Write that book. Whoever that person was, you tell me later. I'll, I'll take care. I'm going to, and I, I think they're wrong. I think that's of course they're wrong. I think it's a, 
it's an understandable thing for a company to do, but I think that's a poor way to choose what books get written and what books don't get written. So uh, I'm going to do a Kickstarter. I heard other people self-published and uh, you know, Marcus Carey self-published his first book and then he got picked up by a publisher afterwards for the other Tribe of Hackers books. So I'm going to do it and I think they're wrong. And if the community supports it, great. I'll write a book and it'll be awesome. Even if I only make enough money to do a single run and make sure everybody gets a copy, I'll think that's pretty badass. So I'm going to do it. And the cool thing, which I'm going to, I'm going to publish the first chapter that I wrote. It's the introduction where I tell my full story. It's something I've never really talked to anyone about before. Uh, over 20 years ago, the person I was is bears no resemblance to the person I am today. I was born into a very strange family and had a lot of interesting experience. And long story short, I was a criminal before I turned my life around. In my, Why in my are we 20s. just getting to this now? We're almost at the end of the show. Jesus. <laughs> I had to, that's it. I'm going to leave it on a cliffhanger so people will follow me and they'll support my Kickstarter to, to read the whole story. But yeah, I was involved in crime. Um, my family, uh, when I was born, my, my dad was in a biker gang called the Banditos in Texas. He eventually moved out to California. He was a drug dealer. Uh, I was We were raided by the district attorney's office when I was 10 years old. I was in the house when it happened. I've got a very interesting story. What kind of boring-ass show have we had up until literally the last 30 <laughs> seconds? Uh, when when someone it, asks you what you want to talk about, it's always that, Ed. <laughs> You I buried know, the lead. You didn't just not, bury it. You put so concrete over it. He has to say something for the book. I spent the last 20 years trying to separate myself from that guy. So it's yeah, like, I, it's, well, not, it. it's not natural. Um, you know, it's crazy. Just, I know we're ending here soon, but I wrote the first chapter and, you know, I went through all this and I, I wrote it out and I read it out loud to my wife the first time. And I just started crying. It was insane. Like it was like therapy. It was insane. Okay, there's you know, El Cantara walking by again. There he goes. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's been a very uh, cathartic experience. And uh, yeah, that that person who experienced that and did the things that they did, it, it's he's in there, you know. And he's why I have, uh, you know, it's why I know I have the mindset that I do as a hacker and uh, in offensive security and you know social engineering and physical security is something that I was kind of born into and I and I was raised in, in that you know world. It's yeah, a lot of people have told me like, yeah, you waited till now like to start telling this like the cyber field loves criminals like you should have owned this and it's like yeah well trust is important to me and you know i wanted to be able to have a job and you know i don't want people to think i'm that person anymore so yeah i i waited until i was like 20 years separated from it you know and just to caveat like i wasn't a violent criminal i don't have any felony convictions i wasn't that guy no you know i used uh, yeah, I, I use my brain and, you know, being a digital polymath in the late 90s was a valuable skill set to have. And I wasn't a black hat hacker. I was involved in like real crimes like, you know, we'll get into I'll I'll drop some more of the details when, in the book. We, we can't get into all that right Holy now. But, our wheels for an hour. Jesus. All right. We, we do have we got like five minutes and my video keeps disappearing. I don't know why. Uh, but we do have, um, Ooh, we, we are at the end. Yeah, hold on. Let's bring the ghost back up because now it makes sense. Here, hold on. <laughs> hey, while you, while you do that, I got to tell Ed. So would your, your writing book and well, I'm, then let this be my damn closing because this is badass. So there's a, 
there was Space a, a this american life episode where they talked about the rest of the story which was the paul harvey thing and one of the um, one of his stories was about a a publisher who got got failed and failed and failed and failed trying to publish their first book and it ended up being like some and i don't remember who it was so i'm trying to fiercely look this up for like the last 10 minutes um of who it was but it was some incredibly famous book that went on to be like one of the best authors ever so i can't remember the damn story i can't remember the rest of the story but so yeah if you find it you should find it because i I actually do like that show so i'm really interested paul harvey's rolling over in his grave right now Oh, shit. And worst case, <laughs> he spent so much case. time prepping that show and doing show notes and making sure people really listen to him. And now you got some schmuck that wants to that wants to reference it. Be like, I can't care enough to know. Poor Paul Harvey. Then again, I have no camera picture right now, so I shouldn't be talking about anything. Yeah, look how good exactly. of a broadcaster you are. And then Ed, very, worst, case scenario, <laughs> Ed worst case scenario, you you teach, so you can always force your kids to buy the book. And teacher, that's, that's <laughs> true. I could be one of those teachers who requires their own book in the class. Uh, hey, we got like no, no, no. we got like four minutes left. We got to do the thing. We got to do the thing we always do. Uh, okay. Uh, Ed, towards the end of the show, we always talk about what went on during our week. If we had something particularly good uh, happen during uh, this weekend, since we only got like four minutes left, so I don't care if we get to Dev. Uh, let's go. Let's start with <laughs> you, Ed. How was your week? Did something particularly good happen? Particularly uh, uh, re- uh, revealing, or like, how was your week? Uh, my week was great. You know, I was here at this conference. I got to hang out with Kentaro and Iceman and Pope and Dark Matter and all these cool friends that I only get to see at conferences and talk to you online. So, yeah, I'm super social. So I love being at cons and hanging out with my homies. Brandon. Sorry, I'm pasting uh, Ed's link tree. Um... It's been like a short week. It's been a very successful short week for me because I took Monday off, um, got to go watch the Chiefs win last week. So that was pretty sweet. Um, got a, I have a fresh tattoo that we got done yesterday, which I think is going to turn out to be pretty badass. So. Does HR know? I don't know if we're allowed to have those. Oh, I'll, just <laughs> wear, I'll wear long sleeves from now on. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, 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 horse. Uh, Jake, I literally Yo. forgot his name oh. for half a second. I will accept horse. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, so spoke at Wild, Wild West Hack and Fest last week, which um, was awesome. But then also have had like two or three contacts so far this week of like people in small shops that are like, I already use Blue Tuxedo in my shop and have found stuff. And one of them is like, oh, I'm giving a presentation to the rest of my team about your tools today. So it's like, that's really what just makes me super happy. Like to know that things are changing because of my stupid little beepity boops with the computer. You know so, what I don't yeah, like? That felt really horse. Horse, do, 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 you know what I, do you know what I hate that you do? Is that, What's that on your last two tools in your description, you open up with like, oh, just a little... Just a little thing. It's you wrote a thing that nobody else wrote. It, don't call it little. Be like, this is a it's badass. Like this is a massively badass thing that I wrote. Not like, oh, it's just well, this little thing that I did. They always start out tiny, and yeah, then but as they grow, who cares? You can't, it's, it's a massively thing, huge thing you did. Stop it. Listen, listen to the ghost. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the ghost of of Jake Future right now yeah, yelling the at ghost you. Ghost of yeah, Jake's future. I guess I'll ask Dev. I got to uh, implant Jake's uh, code with some malware that people are downloading, which is great. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
supply no, chain uh, attack. Damn. No. <laughs> no, actually, it's my uh, my youngest daughter's birthday, so she wanted me to reference it, and I, I was told she celebrates nice. it. Yeah, I was told to reference it. She she celebrates for, almost for the whole week. Happy so. birthday! <laughs> That's what my Happy wife birthday. does too. And she also scheduled our wedding two days after her birthday, so now she gets the week plus like whatever the wedding is, like the anniversary is. Queen for a week. Queen for queen forever. Whatever the wedding is, the anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Good job there. Oh, and Jake and I will be at Hackers Teaching Hackers next week. This time, yep. this time next week, we'll be awesome. partying out there. All right, Ed. Doing if people want to, yeah, go hang out with them. Ed, if people want to go and find you, where they find you at? I think it's the Ed Miro show, like on everything. So I also put, we posted the link to my link tree there in the chat. So yeah, just look up the Ed Miro show and, and you'll find me. I, I, I put stuff on YouTube occasionally. I stream occasionally. I post on my Substack occasionally and you'll see my Kickstarter come out on all the socials, uh, pretty much everything. So yeah, Ed Miro show. All right. Very good. Well, that concludes it for this week. We will be back next week. I don't think that we have anybody lined up just yet, or we might. I don't know. I'm still digging out after two days off. So uh, come and hang out with us next week, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11, 2 to 1, 1 to 12, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like 1800 UTC, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, yeah. And if you watch this, cool. If you're listening on Spotify, also cool. Tell us that you liked it. Tell us you hated it. Tell us how much you don't like Dev or Brandon or Jake, but don't tell me how much you don't like me. Uh, so, see you next week on twitch.tv slash Trimark Security. FRI, Dad needs a gun. <laughs> you can't stand it. I just don't mention it one time. You got to keep digging the same hole. That didn't come up at all. I, I heard it, it did come up. I heard it did come up very earlier. Close to saying it. Yeah, I didn't yeah it say did come it. up earlier. Ed talked about the fact that he was wanted to be some kind of goon. No, no, you I mentioned you something about something about uh, some goon um, with a brood um, chicken, blah blah blah. I didn't say and that. he like, and then then Not you said, that. you know, you almost said, yeah, when I was, and then you stopped, and it was changed the su- subject. You, you just changed it slightly. Yeah. I, you almost said it. I really can't wait almost. to take a break in December. This is awful. <laughs> hey, we're, we're trying to help you not mention your Shut up, news. Dev.